Your news programme every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. The deployment of THAAD, Terminal High Altitude Area Defence, continues to face opposition here in South Korea with critics taking issue with various factors such as cost and safety as well as the system's effectiveness to intercept a potential North Korean missile. Well, we can discuss now more live with Professor Theodore Postol from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, or MIT. He's a prominent expert in ballistic missile defense technologies, and he's done research in the area for around 30 years, including on THAAD, is a former advisor too, to the U.S. Chief of Naval Operations. It's obviously a great pleasure to welcome you on the line, Professor Postol. It's a great pleasure to be on the line. So the whole THAAD discussion has really gathered pace as a result of North Korea's recent rocket launch, sending a, a satellite into orbit. Can we just start with your feelings on the technology that was used to project that satellite? The, the world seems to be greatly concerned that uh, it could, in theory, be used to fire a, a nuclear weapon. Hello, I'm sorry, I'm, uh, you blacked out. OK, we're just asking you for your thoughts on the satellite launch and whether you would go along with the international consensus that uh, the rocket technology involved could in theory be used to fire a nuclear weapon. Well, I think uh, there are a multiplicity of issues here. First of all, uh, from the point of view of South Korea, if there were a nuclear weapon capable of being carried that could be carried on a ballistic missile i think there is good reason to believe that that is far from yet being achieved by north korea but if there is uh, south korea would certainly uh, be under threat because the uh, ballistic missiles that north korea currently has uh, are of large enough range to be able to reach South Korea as well as China and uh, and also Japan. So there's no doubt that if there is a nuclear weapon that can be carried on long range uh, on on ballistic missiles uh, there is a threat to the region. If we're talking about the satellite launch vehicle uh, that launched this uh, satellite that vehicle is not it will not be easily converted to an ICBM that could threaten the mainland of the United States. Mm. And the reason for that is it simply uh, does is it is simply not large enough, given the technology, given the relatively primitive technology that is used in it, to be able to deliver an adequate payload to the continental United States. And there's no evidence from the recent launch that things have changed. So the idea of referring to it as an ICBM test, is that far-fetched? Well, I wouldn't say it's far-fetched. You could, you could modify the technology. You could use the technologies already shown in this uh, vehicle. That is to say, the North Koreans could utilize this technology to build an ICBM. 
but it would not be this space launch vehicle. It would be a vehicle that is 30 to 50 percent larger, which would probably take a decade, 10 years, uh, for the North Koreans to develop, and it would be visible, the activity, the development activity would be visible essentially from the beginning of that effort. But we have been led by these recent developments to the intensification of this THAAD debate. I, I know that you've been very clear in, in arguing that there are limits in THAAD defending South Korea. We, we've heard from experts before on the show, including very recently, suggesting that there's just no evidence to suggest THAAD would protect South Korea. But you go further. Can you outline your argument? Well, uh, my points are simple. First of all, uh, it's, it's um, the uh, THAAD interceptor will not be able to tell the difference between uh, even simple decoys and the warhead of an incoming rocket. So the simple thing that the North Koreans could certainly do would be to simply cut a rocket up into pieces while it's above the atmosphere, and those pieces will not be discernible by the THAAD interceptor as different from the warhead. So the THAAD interceptor will have an overwhelming decoy problem that is achieved by simply cutting an existing rocket that, that has already carrying the warhead into pieces. Now, the technology for cutting uh, a ballistic missile into uh, pieces has been demonstrated on this recent launch. The uh, North Koreans cut the first stage of the, of the satellite launch vehicle into pieces as soon as that first stage separated uh, from the main rocket, had spent its fuel and separated from the main rocket. So we know that the North Koreans can do this because they have demonstrated that right in front of us. The reason for cutting this stage into pieces was they did not want to allow for the kind of intelligence bonanza that occurred uh, in 2012 when the first stage fell in one piece into the Yellow Sea. Yes. But what do you make of the Defence Ministry's claim here in South Korea that the effectiveness of THAAD has been proven by 14 rounds of tests led by the U.S. State Department, 11 of which involve missiles being launched in the air, uh, which the THAAD system had to intercept. Well, well, this is, um, uh, this is uh, a fiction because these tests have uh, been uh, certainly not against targets that were difficult. They were against the most easy targets. Let, let me give you an example from the past. It, prior to the Gulf War of 1991, where the Patriot missile system failed catastrophically against, against Iraqi Scud ballistic missiles, the Americans, the Raytheon Company, the same company that is uh, trying to sell FAD, claimed that 17 missile tests prior to the Gulf War with Patriot were totally successful. Yet Patriot was zero for 44 in the Gulf War of 1991. Mm. And when you looked at some of the test data, 
there was a small amount of data uh, put forward. Things were called successful that, that were not. You could see, for example, uh, they hit uh, a missile in, 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 the, in the examples they released on uh, high-speed video, but the piece of the missile that carried the warhead went onto the ground and would have exploded which is what happened some of the time in the Gulf War of 1991. Yes. I think things are even worse and more complicated for Thad since the closing speeds are much higher and uh, the countermeasures uh, could be easily more successful than even the inadvertent, the unexpected behavior of the Iraqi uh, Al Hussein Scud was in the 1991 Gulf War. So the, these tests are meaningless unless they are against real targets, not what I call strap-down chicken targets. You right. can always strap the chicken down and cut off its head, but that doesn't mean you can get it if it can run away. Professor Postol, you may well be aware that more technology in the way of uh, a Patriot missile system and, and its associated unit arrived from Texas here in South Korea in the last few days and uh, we did hear from an expert suggesting that the Patriot missile defense system may be more appropriate for South Korea than than THAAD. I wonder what your feelings are and if not you know what sort of system could we perhaps adopt that uh, that would be more appropriate? Well I do think that um from the, from the South Korean point of view, I am completely sympathetic with the desire to try to defend oneself against these missiles. And I think a realistic appraisal is that it's going to be difficult, but you might succeed some of the time. I'm not suggesting that you cannot succeed, but I don't think it will work well enough to, uh, to be able to defend uh, South Korea, let's say, from nuclear weapons with any kind of reliability. However, uh, having said that, that's not an argument against trying to defend against these missiles. And I think the, the indigenous air defense systems that uh, South Korea is currently developing on its own should certainly work as well as Patriot, and they are a lot less expensive. Mm. So I agree that there is some, I, I want to underscore, some chance that these lower altitude systems might work in some circumstances against uh, an incoming warhead. Uh, I, I would not depend on it for national survival, but given that South Korea is already building a robust air defense system, I think it's a perfectly sensible thing for South Korea to uh, continue to work on, on that system and to emphasize uh, aspects of it that would allow it to try to engage ballistic missiles. Yeah, I mean, we are increasingly depending on it because of the, the direction that uh, diplomacy has taken in the last few days as far as inter-Korean relations are concerned. But there are the political well, concerns I, I as well around to, Saad, for know, example. I'm not trying to be... Uh, I think one has to be realistic. Yes. If the technology has a chance of working, so be it. But this technology, the THAAD technology, will provide no help at all. The yeah. indigenous South Korean air defenses might work on occasion, and they certainly will provide an extremely robust 
air defense capability, which is not to be ignored. A, sing, a single combat aircraft that gets through, uh, the, it gets into the airspace of South Korea, can deliver the equivalent of five or six times the weight that could be delivered by a single uh, Nodong or Scud rocket mo rocket vehicle. So aircraft are a problem. And and having the ability to really uh, shoot them down, which this defense will certainly be very robust against aircraft, uh, is, is a good thing to be doing, is a sensible thing to be doing. Yes. A ballistic missile target is much harder to destroy, because if you da do damage to the ballistic missile as it arrives, it will still fall under the influence of gravity and aerodynamics to the ground. So you must destroy the warhead on the ballistic missile. And that's an extremely difficult target to hit. It's, you know, Anywhere you hit an airplane, you're going to cause it to fall out of the sky. That's not true of a ballistic missile. But that's not an argument for not trying. Right, I understand. But it, it, it is an argument for, for trying to ensure the best possible odds in your favor. Now, as far as... Yes, the problem yeah. with the sad system that the, that the South Koreans need to understand, it's their decision, of course, um, is that the sad radar looks like, unambiguously, from a technical point of view, looks like an extension of the U.S. national missile defense against China. This is why China has been so upset about the possibility of SAD being deployed in, uh, in South Korea. It is a clear and unambiguous technical step toward improving American national missile defense against China. It does nothing for South Korea, nothing at all. And in fact, when looked at from the point of view of the Chinese ability to defeat the American missile defense, it does not change the equation with regard to Chinese capabilities to defeat the American defense. It's really a product of, of, of a bizarre American preoccupation with missile defenses that have no chance of working when you evaluate them carefully. Professor Postol, we've got to leave it there. Thank you very much for your own insight today. I hope this is helpful. Well, hopefully it will be heard by those who need to hear it, especially Professor Theodore Postol from MIT, but also a former advisor to the U.S. Chief of Naval Operations and obviously has an insight there regarding U.S. foreign policy. But um, there are those who are very much in favor of Thard still. There are those who do continue to carry great suspicion around China. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can text us, pound a sharp, 1013 for 51 per message. You can email EFM this morning and gmail.com. <laughs>